Welcome to another episode of Uploading Podcast, the flagship podcast of high-speed charging. It is, uh, as we're releasing this, it's the 28th of February, which is National Chocolate Souffle Day. Coincidentally, well, well, well. coincidentally it's also the National Tooth Fairy Day, so <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. I mean... What? Again, based on the content I produce, a lot of imagery pops up into my mind when you say fairy, so... Tooth you know. fairy! What? I know, but I'm thinking... <laughs> you know, there's tooth fairy or 34 That's not a thing. Not the tooth fairy specifically, <laughs> but fairies in general. <laughs> oh god, why? Such as Tinkerbell. Such as Tinkerbell. <laughs> That's strong that comes not, to mind. Are you actually for real? How dare you? <laughs> Last thing I have to think about is a strong American tradition. Uh, I will claim that with no evidence to back myself up whatsoever, yet with complete authority. Which is an actual American tradition. <laughs> well, it's also Rare Disease Day, which is probably what we have going on on this podcast multiple times each episode. I gave up on insanity a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a rare disease, though. <laughs> uh, depends on your definition. <laughs> um, let's start off with our rambling topics. Today we are going to try... Oh, well. Now this is going to be interesting. I've, I've again set a time limit not a time limit a time suggestion i don't know if sort so yet i think we should try yeah. and limit ourselves not a hard time limit but like a suggestion which is 15 minutes yeah. i mean we sp- um, each want like one like rambling topic and i brought up yeah. like one thing i want to talk about like i think we can do that, it a, a kickstarter thing we'll get to it when we get to it <laughs> I believe in us. I think we can do this. Yeah. Less than 15 Let's minutes. Let's look at the time. It's... Uh, Comment down below your support for us. 2331. 23.31. So we have time until 23.46. So um, I've written down literally just the name Dymo. I need to see if that's the correct name because I keep forgetting. I think it is, though. Yes. Uh-huh. So do you know who Dymo are? Sod. Dymo are? Do you mean, do I know who Dymo is? Well, or do company, I know who they are? The company. Oh, the company. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Well, that's because you don't run a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they just make like little label maker machines, which are yeah. useful for, uh, I've heard that people use it for like repair businesses to like mark laptops and stuff. Just print okay, out a little label, that's useful. stuff like that, so you know what which device belongs to who, stuff like that. Pretty cool, a little mm-hmm. little tiny label making things, which are pretty big, pretty big company. I mean, not not the label makers themselves; they're small. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've, uh, I think they've introduced a new model, like a follow up model to their pop- most popular thing, and. First of all, 
gotta explain how a how these printers work. They're not like traditional printers. They don't use ink or toners and stuff, right? They are use uh, thermal paper, which okay. is fine. There was this actually. There was this like I guess trend or something on TikTok like a, this bit of time ago where people would like take receipts and stuff. And they would heat them up and they would go like, oh my God, it changes its color. And I'm like, okay, that's literally just how thermal paper works. You heat it up and it changes color. That's not amazing. That's just literally what it is. <laughs> the whole trend was like TikTok discovering printing methods. <laughs> I mean, that's TikTok in a nutshell, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but like such a mundane thing. It's like not even, at least I thought it wasn't even cool. But okay, everybody else disagreed. Um, so, yeah, most printer companies usually make their money by selling you ink or the mm-hmm. toner cartridges. We know that we've talked about this. Canon like oh, yeah. fucking up, and then you can't use your official Canon stuff anymore because it gives you a warning. Oh, I guess yeah, well, that's can. doing a hack now yeah. that they've taught you how to do, Without pressing and they'll the probably and undo it. Well, Dymo, because their printers don't use any ink, they've come up with a new solution, which is putting chips into the cartridges that have the paper in them so it can realize when official Dymo paper is in it. All the way off. (laughs) Fuck all the way off. Uh, uh, And I'm like, wow, that's that's a bold crap move. Yeah, that's... That's pretty I shade. genuinely forgot if it refuses. I think it does refuse because a lot of people are like returning their Dymo, their new printers because they're like, it doesn't work. It doesn't print anymore. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. just because they buy like good quality third party labels, third party paper, and it just doesn't work, I guess. Either way, if it's just an error message or it completely locks itself out, I hate it already. Why? You should have... I think people should have the right to put any printer, uh, any any paper in their printer that they want. Maybe this is too shit of a thing to say. Maybe this is a hot take. I don't think so, because yeah. that's pretty yeah, dumb. It's not. No, it's really just like greed on these companies' parts. But yeah, to be found, <laughs> like one aspect, it's like... I don't know if like companies should be making these and these should just be like things that are like available from purchase from the government because they you need these things, but you also need them to last a long time and work for a while. So it's like the profit uh, uh, margin on them has to be astronomical for these companies by keeping the cost of the products down. Imagine you have produce them. Yeah, imagine you're like a small business. And you use the old Dymo printer to print out, I don't know, sticker that goes on the box of your cakes that you produce. Mm-hmm. And then one day Dymo decides, well, we don't want to do uh, yeah. these, these this paper anymore. And then you're stuck with a working printer, but you can't use it because Just they don't make no paper. the paper anymore. <laughs> like, I hate it is a problem so with some of these things. Like, they, things have such a shelf life that. Unless you pull stunt like this, like it's hard to make a consistent profit, which really effing sucks for the consumer. Like, I don't know, subsidize them to the extent, or just like nationalize these it's things. So stupid. So people it's can so have them dumb. as needed. 
it's totally dumb. unnecessary. It We've, uh, I think this is done now. I'm just angry at this. So we can mm. move on to Sod's point now. <laughs> well, I was rather silly today. Uh, to start off, everyone's like familiar with Amazon, right? How they'll just like make, you know, absurdly large packages for yes. like uh, very, very small things. Yes. Well, I was expecting my copy of Elden Ring today. It is release day, uh, 25th of November, anyone wondering, as we record this. And I went down to my mailbox, like I have done many times before, with many other random things I've ordered from Amazon that were like not big enough for a box themselves, and just like stuck my hand in to feel if there was like a comically too large, you know, package uh, for this video game that I'd be able to feel from the top of the post box. And nothing there. I stick my hand pretty far in. I don't feel anything at all. Like, down <laughs> to, like, the joint of my thumb. So I go off there. I check what's it there. Okay. I check, like, the uh, on-post uh, tracking service as well yeah. as, like, Amazon. And it says delivered. And uh, what's it? DSU. Like, uh, the locality and DSU a sorting area for it and I'm kind of dyslexic so I read that as it was delivered to it <laughs> and then I go and spend like two hours of my morning today trying to get in contact with someone at Amazon and also trying to find up the number for this like particular DSU which has no online presence whatsoever I had to go to the business center in the town it was in, then randomly roll along that on Google Maps. So I found a post office there, clicked on that to get the number, and it doesn't work anymore. It was the wrong number. So I had to call up the main post office in that town and get the number from them and call them up about that. And uh, turns out, for the once, Amazon actually used an economical amount of... Uh, packaging for this game like the day one release of Elden Ring it was just as much package as it needed so F me I guess I really just had such a firm belief it would be a what's it a larger one because it was like um, the day one edition which comes with this poster which I thought would be like in a tube or would be you know in some kind of like freestanding base thing but no, it was incredibly neatly folded up within uh, Genesis Core, the box of the game. So okay, well that's design. It is the one time I didn't expect it. I wasted two hours of that, and we'll have to see. I because I did get out to an Amazon representative. And I may be getting an additional copy in the mail for free. <laughs> If they don't get in touch with me, doesn't raffle people. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) accidental raffle. It might have to be. I don't know specifically. Like the the specifically the what's it? um, Republic of Ireland, or I'll have to look at like shipping cost for this. And if it's cheap enough, I guess I'll send it to you. Oh, wait, no, I would probably have to be within the Europe region because of, like, um, the disc locking. So, 
Sorry for those well, in the UK, uh, in, in the US, but like those in Europe, in the UK. What you know, have, is that yeah, hmm? uh, Xbox. But okay. I think I can't remember if they're still doing that. I remember there was a thing with DVDs back in like the early 2000s. I don't know if people yeah, still do that anymore because these things can ship everywhere, you know? That's right. Uh, yeah, region locking is such a dumb thing. But yeah, I wasted like <laughs> two and a half hours <laughs> of my morning and maybe getting an additional copy of my game for free if they don't follow up and just send it for the least amount of hassle on their part. Because I just assumed Amazon would yet again give me an enormous package. Uh, silly, silly, silly me. I would have had like two extra hours today to do all kinds of things if I had only just bothered to grab my keys when I woke up this day. Oh, well, at least I have it. I'm probably going to do a little pic of it afterwards and throw it on, onto Twitter and uh, Instagram. So that'll be fun. Anyhow, anyhow, we're still we're close to going on time here, so yeah. I'm going to jump onto the thing I want to talk about. Open Star Races. This is a show I used to watch on JetX a long time ago when I was a kid. Wow. I really enjoy it. It's a, like that's so old that station doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. But the, at least like it's like JetX, rebranded. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I remember it being like a beautiful, uh, kind of like at least anime inspired there's like more history to it than i'm aware of now you know that i'm adult it's like oh yeah this probably was they go over like business connections here like can, reaching out to a studio in japan to work with one in france one was like kind of like the the french one i believe like did some character designs and what's it uh story and like the japanese one had a lot of the animation parts but anywho I was, like, super nostalgic for this show, despite the fact, you know, I don't remember the plot the firmest. I just remember vividly how beautiful I thought it was back in the day. Because it's a, it was generally something that still pops up in, in, into my mind from time to time. Every couple of months, I just remember some of the scenery and imagery from that. It's, like, that beautiful, at least to me. And I was wondering why I'd never heard anything about this, why I've never seen, like, a HD release for this. And apparently, like, the... I can't remember the exact people who wore it, like, the producers or something. Like, not the people who owned the rights, but just the ones that would be the lead on, you know, distributors. There we are. That's probably the word I'm looking for. I'm making a HD release for that. And they just didn't care. They just sat on it for, like, ages. And so much so that they've done such a poor job preserving it that, like, dubs have been lost. There's only, like, 11 episodes that still have an English dub in them. And I was scrolling down and looking in this as well, just getting a quick once over. And I can see, like, actual episodes that have damage on them. That, like, I can see an image here right now down at the towards the very bottom. Just an oh. image directly sampled a damaged image from the original HD Masters. And just seeing all those little glitches, like, sure, like, there's enough still there, good, where, you know, you can make out what's happening. But these are supposed to be the Masters, for what everyone that isn't aware of this is like the original copy. 
It's like what you copy all other things from. You know, as you say, you make a photograph of a photograph of a photograph, the image distorts over time. This is supposed to think, be the thing you make the original copy from to prevent that distortion and degradation over time. And this has been so poorly preserved, like the masters themselves have deteriorated over time, which is mind-blowing to me. But yeah, if this does spark any bits of uh, recognition for you, for forgive me if I'm mispronouncing the name of it, Oban, O-B-A-N, Star Races, it is on Kickstarter right now. It has already reached its backing goal. It well only had an original goal of... Uh, Three uh, thirty thousand euros, and it's already over two hundred and sixty-four thousand, almost sixty-five thousand, as of time of recording. It's a sure thing if you do remember it at this stage. Well, I mean, as sure thing as getting backed is if and it actually just, sees the end of the day. This mm-hmm. is just to re- now finally release the original yeah. HD stuff that they've done years ago yeah because at the time it's like a lot of things were were originally recorded in hd by some people who had the foresight to realize yeah like this is where it's going we're not gonna have it like immediately maybe within the next 10 years but not doing it this stage will like heavily date you know What's it, uh, everything we're making, like uh, cameras back in the, what's it, uh, 60s and 70s did, if they still did it in, like, standard definition. So they did everything in HD, I believe, oh, God, what's it, not Deep Space Nine, but something similar to that in a sci-fi show? Ah, oh, God, what, this is driving me nuts. Something else about a space station Anyhow, the person behind the scenes of that had the foresight as well to also record his film in HD for eventual remasters as well. Like, this was just something people knew at the time was coming down the line, and a lot of people had the foresight to, like, jump on it ahead of time and then air it in standard definition. And that's all that's been available to the public since then. So this HD remaster will put... Hopefully, a lot of beautiful artwork back out again. Uh, And the sad thing is, I don't think I'll be able to back it myself. Like, I just don't know if I'll have the money together by then, unfortunately. But I'd so love to see this gain as much success as it can. I just, like, I so desperately wanted to feature it on the uh, podcast today. Now, uh... I'm just gonna ask Silas if he has any opinions about it. Um, you know, from reading anything into it, if he has. Before we just end this little bit, with a minute over. I haven't. I have never heard of Oban Star Racers before, so mm. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. I think it's, it's like cool, um, the idea of this Kickstarter is a cool idea. Like yeah. going back and then releasing like what's left of this. I think that's a good idea. And you can get some like other stuff too. But but okay, probably a lot of the rewards are gone already. <laughs> so well, I mean, as, as terms of specifics, uh, limited ones, yeah. But you still have like your uh, basic pledge that gets you the standard edition. Yeah. A Blu-ray release and then like a collector's edition with all the bonus bits and bobs that come from like stretch goals. 
those will still be available. It's only like the super expensive limited ones that are, you know, no longer there. But otherwise, what's it? Um, it's probably in that era of like French TV shows that became very big in like the US, at least some animated ones like this. And have you ever he- heard of uh, Code Lyoko? No. <laughs> Yeah, that is something that got very big on Cartoon Network back in the day. And that was also French-made, and it kind of comes in waves. Like, every now and again, some French animated shows, like Waifu, I want to say, or Wakfu, I can't remember, and, like, uh, Miraculous Ladybug, they really blow up in the States. It happens every now and again, consistently enough to call it a trend. And this was just kind of like one of these shows. Like, I feel like some like US listeners, you know, there's not an a bad shot of someone within the right age age range remembering this show and going, neat. I'm glad I know this exists. Well, yeah. If somebody remembers this and you want to experience it again better, well, for the most part better. <laughs> I mean, so if you're an English drinker, you might be kind of screwed. You'll have to live with subtitles, well, but yeah. otherwise. Hmm. No, don't, no, but Mark, no, I want to search. Babylon 5? Was that it? Yes, I think that was it, the one I was thinking of. For anyone that was just like driving insane, wondering what that was, it was Babylon 5. Oh, wait, no, no, it's. Was it? Yes, yes, yes. So that was just like. Did he ever have a, a goatee officially in that? I'm recognizing everything else. Like, one of them has a goatee that I'm just not used to having a goatee for some reason. Oh, well. Anyhow, let's get on to the points proper. I shall take on number one, if that's okay with you, Silas. No, because before we go into the topics, we will go into a break. That's right. I gotta get better at that. Enjoy the ad. If you get one, maybe you'll get something that's nice or nothing at all. We don't know. We don't make the ad. (laughs) It's all automatic, people. Yeah. Hopefully it's something for your interests. Whether, whatever they may be, yeah. as opposed to like uh, counter programming by how certain it individuals. If, how interesting it would be if you if we talk about like oh, Oban Star Races the Kickstarter campaign, and then you get an ad for Oban Star Races or some whatever it is. I mean, that would, be that would be super neat. That would be so cool. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Well, but they have audio ads though. That is a market that's going overlooked. Oh wait, what? Why does a no- oh I didn't even know that the back number like updates live. Ooh. That's interesting. I was uh. just looking at it and then you, you like saw the digits change. Somebody Ooh. backed money. That's that's pretty cool. On Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, keep, it refreshes like every couple of minutes or I so. I didn't even yeah, know that yet. <laughs> back from the ad break. Topic number one, a fake Ethereum mining fix for NVIDIA GPUs was actually malware. <laughs> oh, my, my, 
malware. There we are. A yes. tool released on GitHub advertised the sought-after ability to lock the full Ethereum mining capabilities. The recent NVIDIA RTX graphic cards, but it actually contains malware. Tom's Hardwares and PC Gamers wrote about the initially promising utility called NVIDIA's RTX LHR V2 Unlocker, which claimed to remove NVIDIA's light hash rate, okay, a software that was Im- implemented in newer graphics cards to defer crypto miners from buying uh, GPUs, uh, gaming GPUs, my bad. In the YouTube live stream yesterday, on the Red Panda Mining Channel, members of the mining company Chump PC, Chump Change XD, and Yeti shared less welcoming findings. The tool contained multiple viruses. Importantly, according to Tom Hardware, the tool doesn't even perform its namesync function of removing the cap on the hash rate for your GPU. Instead, it apparently infects the system driver and other things that should, and did, raise some red flags. The uh, publication points uh, readers to Joe's Sandbox out, a cool site that illustrates exactly how the malicious file spreads through a system upon installation. Well, well, well. So, maybe we need to talk about some terminologies here. Do you know Mm. what a hash rate is? Well, first of all, no. Do you know what mining is? Uh, Yes, basically people set up uh, fancy, expensive rigs for the sole purpose of, like, mining Bitcoin and Ethereum, which runs on the blockchain, and thus they basically do thousands of calculations a minute to help verify transactions on said blockchain, and in exchange, they see receive a small fraction of, like, the cryptocurrency, which, if it's worth a lot, is still a lot of money. Okay, that's pretty good. That's what it is, yeah. So... With the RTX cards, NVIDIA have claimed that they have an unhackable mining hash rate limiting function Mm -hmm. um, for Ethereum, which, first of all, if it's blocked using Ethereum for Ethereum, um, I don't know if NVIDIA is aware of this. There is also many other algorithms. So... You're just not going to get Ethereum for it. You're going to get you're going to get fucking I don't know Monero or whatever. As long as <laughs> so like, I think like already this Ethereum is and Bitcoin are some of the biggest cryptocurrencies. So like yeah, if they do block those specifically, it's like I mean you can't mine Bitcoin on a GPU anymore because it's just too hard. Mm. But you can do that with Ethereum just because of how Ethereum works. You can't, we've talked about this a few episodes ago, you can use ASICs, the application-specific uh, integrated circuits, to mine Bitcoin because it's like a simpler algorithm. But Ethereum is just very complex that you need like general-purpose computational stuff, which GPUs can do, but ASICs can't. So Ethereum is still mined on GPUs, yes, but not Bitcoin. Nobody, some people mine Bitcoin directly, but most don't. Um, yeah, but like you can make a lot of money by mining alternative cryptocurrencies other than Ethereum if you yeah. have 10 fucking 3060s or whatever or a hundred of them which as I learned last week was not made four years ago <laughs> that's true <laughs> 
<laughs> well, call back, baby. Yeah. So go listen to the last episode. That was the brief one, very long, but we learned a lot of things there. Um, yeah. Indeed. So people have been like trying to hack this mining limiter thing, and I think there were things that like succeeded in it, partly at least. I remember something like a year ago or whatever, but then this thing claimed to like basically completely remove completely remove it which was already a bit fishy and then the people who like looked through the code were like this is not real and to it put, isn't um, to put it simply it's a basic trojan horse scheme yeah presenting something they would want so they would then take it into somewhere vo- that is normally well protected or just safeguarded against such uh, threats coming into it and then from the inside, it uh, makes it vulnerable and then starts attacking it. I lost that metaphor at the end. I'm not going to lie. Not going <laughs> to lie. It's fine. <laughs> God. So, <laughs> yeah. So NVIDIA's mining thing kind of stays effective, which is... Mm a bit good because it locks out the big mining farms but it's also shit because if it's winter and you have electric heating in your house then it's literally more cost effective to just spin up a mining software on your pc because your pc uses the same power as a heater except it also gives you money that's literally smarter actually you've got me there like honest to goodness if you have like a pc dedicated for that and like you, you do that during the winter. That is actually well, a pretty no, no. You effective way use, to make money. You can just use your normal PC. That's also if you have like I'd, twenty core CPU or whatever. I'm trying to get like a PC to do video editing and more stable streams. I'd be afraid of it breaking my cryptocurrency. Well, okay. I just doesn't. Yeah, you can set up like limiters and stuff. It's fine. I recommend that gamers who have like a windows pc there's software that you can just download and then when you're like going to eat something and you leave your pc running instead of it having like to go into sleep mode or do nothing while it's turned on you can just get a bit of cash and pay for your internet that way Mm. that's smart it's a good thing if independent gamers do it because that's what bitcoin and stuff are supposed to do not huge farms and yeah, huge yeah, farms that this also cause screws, untold strain on like uh, local power grids. This also like screws over to normal people, which I don't like, but mm. I guess it's fine because the big fuckers won't buy the GPUs, hopefully. Moving on to topic number two. Sunsetting the Bethesda.net launcher and migrating to Steam. This is from the Bethesda website directly. We are saying goodbye to the Bethesda.net launcher this year. We would like to thank you for your support and assure you that all of your games are safe. If you're not playing PC games through the Bethesda launcher, then your work is done here. Thanks for reading. <laughs> That's a funny article. I like the style of, <laughs> the style of writing. If you do have games through the, the Bethesda.net launcher, don't worry. Starting in early April you'll be able to migrate your games and wallet to your Steam account. 
In early mm. April, you will be able to initiate the migration process following detailed instructions we'll have available to you then. We expect you to have a lot of questions and encourage you to take a look at our comprehensive FAQ. And then that's kind of a shit copy because it just says click the go to the FAQ thing. We will have that link below. Basically, this is a short story of Bethesda has given up. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost as if like so many companies with only nowhere near as like enough games to sustain a launcher as a third party one would with like other companies. Do they even have like? Is this only for Bethesda games? Yeah, is this not like Epic Games? Epic Games is like other stuff, aren't really? That's no, it's not competitive. It's like they just want all the games to have their own one. So that way, like the millions and millions of fans, you know, can give all of them instead of them having to cut towards, yeah. you know, Steam. The only problem is people hate using like uh, company specific launchers because more often than not, they're dog shit. And in turn, they just don't use them as well. And the games do not sell as well on PC as they would otherwise in turn costing the companies more money than they stand to make by having their own launcher. Truly baffling. Truly, truly baffling. I didn't baffling. even know that Bethesda.net launcher was a thing until... Actually, no, that's not true. I didn't. I, think I didn't. I, wait, what mm-hmm. did I play? I think I played something once where I was like, oh, I need the Bethesda.net launcher I mean, for this. And then I tried playing the game once, a second time. It was probably Fallout 76 if it no. was only the one time. No. No, I'm th- no, wait. It Software is with Bethesda. I think it was Quake Champions or whatever it is. The, the new, really? new Quake game. Or, well... Uh, I don't know how new it is. Well, I, like know, I don't think there was a new one. I think it was yeah. like new levels to an old one. I just saw a video at one point where the dude was like, well, they've just given away all the characters that normally you have to pay for. They just gave it away to people who played one single match. That's how desperate they are about this game. Hmm. From 2017, Quake Wait, Champions... Like Oh, maybe I'm thinking a different Quake altogether then. My no, apologies. Quake, Quake Champions, yeah. It's like a basically what Halo Infinite is, but like from 2017. <laughs> from what I have seen in Halo Infinite, I've not played it yet, but I liked Quake Champions. I played it like two times, and after that, I went back to the fucking launcher and forgot my credentials, and I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> I think it's on Steam too already, uh, though. Actually, it probably would make sense. But also, uh, beef what, tangent. Yeah, that, that you mentioned it. I played Halo Infinite today. I had a lot of really? fun. Really enjoyed it. I miss Cortana, but Weapon, uh, another AI, is still cute herself. And yeah, I was doing weirdly really good. God. I got a lot of headshots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say things like that. What? That she was cute as well. Damn you! Kids listening to this. No, we don't. Oh, I'm so- I'm sorry. They they can't handle me describing somebody is cute. Have you- <laughs> Do you remember some of the past episodes we did? 
I mean, I sincerely appreciate anybody who lets their kids listen to this with them. No, Thank you it's, very it's much. Rated, I approve very much. No, this is rated explicit. Please don't do that. <laughs> it's only a rating. It is your choice what you do oh, with it sure. beyond that. Children yeah, okay. themselves should not come to this for legal reasons. But if your ch- parents <laughs> choose to play this with you, that is their choice that they can make. Yeah. <laughs> well... But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Okay. Anyhow, where were you? Um, I haven't played Halo Infinite. I still busted on Linux. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm. I think this is pretty interesting because Zenimax is owned by Microsoft, and Microsoft mm. own the Xbox Store on PC and the Windows Store on PC. The, actually, I think they call it the Microsoft Store. All of the ones. So, I, I think I, there I is think, like like there's specifically like an Xbox launcher which has its own storefront in it, as well as like the Microsoft Store which you can then buy games from and then you open with Xbox. Yeah, it's all interconnected. So yeah, I think this is pretty interesting that they would migrate to Steam instead of the Microsoft Store. Well, I mean, they're bringing them to Steam at long last. They almost certainly will also be on xbox as well given yeah. like you know they've been bought up yeah i think but, like, part of it is like they're trying to uh xbox is finally trying to do on the platform it own it's co-owned by microsoft you know windows what steam did except it is its own independent agency i think that's why like uh steam is investing so heavily in linux becoming a more popular thing and having it be the default operating system for the Steam Deck. So there's like an open source, like, uh, not browser, but operating system, there we are, that Steam can operate on if, what's it, Microsoft ever does attempt something to, like, you know, gain control (laughs) of the the market. (laughs) Yes. That's true. Okay. Well, I think this is a good move for now. If it stays on Steam and it's fine like that. I think, I mean, even like, even if they do kick, like, what's it, uh, Steam off of Windows for some unimaginable power grab? They can't do that. They're the owners of the operating system. Well, they can, but, like, people would be not using Windows anymore. (laughs) You'd be surprised how many people would go with just what's convenient to them. But, like, even in that scenario, I imagine they'll They've still literally tried this already. Wait, wait, wait. They've tried this or Do... Okay. Do you remember Windows RT? Not off the top of my head, no. See? It didn't work. Okay, topic number three. <laughs> I don't take that as a guarantee they're not going to try again they and be Windows more successful. RT, and then also they did Windows 10S, which is, like, you could only use apps and games from the Windows Store and nobody fucking used it, so they killed it. Mm. Literally I'm nobody just, did. I'm just saying, like, they have the Game Pass now, they have the Xbox app. That is something that's don't becoming very that sustainable. Gonna, don't doubt that they're going to put Bethesda games on Game Pass. That's fine. As long as they stay on Steam. Competition yeah. is good, and also, actually, I think Microsoft knows this because of all the antitrust things that are going on against, like, Facebook and Apple. Oh, that is a Google. good point as well. So I think Microsoft right now, especially with having uh, made a deal with Activision Blizzard now, I think they're really trying to like seem like the good guys right now. 
And if this is the, I'm not the result gonna, of that... I'm not I saying they're unveiling this in like a month's time. I'm saying like two or three years down the road, we may see some disturbing trends yet again. Yeah, but for now, it's fine. <laughs> for now. For now. Uh, all the people and all the tragedies of history, you know, are being like, oh, for now, this is fine. The weather's clear. It's a happy day. What could go wrong? Nothing immediately. <laughs> Fill in your own edgy, uh, oh. traumatic uh, historical event here. Anywho, time for me to read out topic number three. I'm out of water in my bottle. I'll have to refill that in a moment. Anywho, topic number three. Samsung's 45W charging is not that great. 45 no. watt, my what? bad. Yeah, I was like, what, you know, what a watt is. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do you have any idea how many things have like a number and then a letter next to them and product names? I thought it was like a type of charger there for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. One of the new features introduced with the Galaxy S2. See, Galaxy S2. That's the kind of nonsense I was talking about. <laughs> oh, no. With the Galaxy S22 series is 45 watt super fast charging. We use quotes there because, as Samsung fans will know, 45 watt charging on the company's flash, uh, flagship phone is actually an old feature that Samsung has decided to reintroduce with uh, the Galaxy S22 lineup. More specifically, the Galaxy S22 Plus and the Galaxy S22 Ultra as the base S22 only supports 25-watt charging. What a mouthful. Where was I? Well, 45-watt charging is faster. It is still not that much faster than 25-watt charging. For example, at the 20-minute mark, the S22 Ultra charged to 45% with the 45-watt uh, charger and 39 with the 25-watt uh, charger, after half an hour, the difference between the two charges was merely 7%, and 0 to 100% charging time was just around 4 minutes faster with a higher wattage charger. Basically, while it's good to see 45-watt charging supported, a support making a comeback, we don't see the point of spending extra to get Samsung's 45-watt brick in the new S, the 25-watt charger is $19.99, while the 45-watt charger is $49.99. Piss off. Because it's not just worth, uh, worth it when it comes to real-world usage. 25-watt charging is plenty fast, and it's going to keep most customers happy. There were so many numbers in that one. I was getting so confused. Okay. I'm um, dyslexic, BGW, so. Yeah. Apologies if I uh, messed up any of the words there. Hmm. I don't think you did noticeable mess ups except for the 45W charging. I mean, I realized what that was straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, S2, yeah, I, I messed that one as well. I copped it, but I didn't correct myself afterwards. So, um, <laughs> this is hilarious to me for a number of reasons. Number one is like 
phones don't come with chargers anymore, right? At least Samsung and iPhones don't. And <laughs> 45 watt. And iPhones have, I just looked this up while you were reading, iPhones support 20 watt charging if you go ahead and buy Apple's charger. How much is Apple's charger, actually? I don't want to know that now. Apple, iPhone. I mean, I never buy from them. I just buy a USB charger. Generic one. That's not going to support like Apple's special quick charging stuff, though, because it's not standard. <laughs> almost as if that shouldn't be a thing they're allowed to do. It's almost as if that is a problem. Apple.com. Screw this. Where can you buy accessories on this? There, okay. Accessories. uh, Charger. Your question is, twenty-five euro for a twenty-watt USB-C charger Uh, for your iPhone. So, um, not only do these phones not come with a charger, but then also mm -hmm. the iPhone does twenty watts charging. Those Samsung phones to twenty-five or forty-five watts. Um, meanwhile, this is hilarious to me because, as you know, I have my mm-hmm. Xiaomi 11T Pro, which is like a 700 euro device, which is already too high than what I would pay, which is why I rented it. And yes. also, it actually comes with a massive power brick. Um, Amazing. Can you guess what the wattage is on my power brick? Sod. Let's just say a number. Say any number. Now, having read this, say uh, a number that you think. A 15 watt? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It's more. Uh, 30 watt then? No, more. Do, 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 I'm going to guess 50. <laughs> no, more. <laughs> 120 watt. Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, dang, I got it exactly? Yes, it has. It comes with a 120 watt charger in the box. Dang. And genuinely, That's I to kill someone. fucking love it. Because you plug it in from zero to 100%. Um, do you want to also guess how long it takes to charge from zero to 100%? How many minutes or hours, whatever you think? <laughs> uh. Let's see. I'm going to guess like 25. 17. That can't be good for the battery. That just can't. 17. How long well, does it take to drain afterwards? It's for, Well, when I come home, I have like 50 to 60% still left in it. When I come home from school after like 12 hours. Damn. And actually... I think what is worse for a battery is if you just keep it at 100% for like the whole night because you leave it plugged in. So Uh-oh. the fact that I can just plug it in. Well, what I've done like yeah, two days ago, yeah, on Wednesday, I I was like, well, my phone has 50% and I have a charger in my backpack, right? So I plugged it in and it was at 50%. I went for a piss and I came back, and it was at 96%. I was like, this is pretty good. This is fucking mm. awesome. I love it. And I unplugged it, and then it's fine. Well, 
So Mechison. not only is this cheaper, it comes with a charger. It's also literally a hundred watts more than the fucking iPhone charger that you have to buy separately. I think this is hilarious to me how like Samsung's like, wow, innovation. 45 <laughs> watts instead of 25 now. Hear ye, hear ye. We've done it. What is it, like seven minutes? Four minutes faster? Wow. Okay. Yes. What an innovation. <laughs> instead of kicking you in the dick or simply spitting your mouth. As long as you don't put your 100 watts charger into your phone and then you leave it in for eight hours of sleeping time don't do that that's shit uh, oh probably because of fire i have to imagine plug it in unplug it when it's like at 80 percent. that's one feature i wish that xiaomi had a like a software limiting feature some phones have this where it will only charge up until like 80 percent or 90 percent mm-hmm. to like keep well kind of a reserve in the battery like strain it less Xiaomi doesn't have that yet. I hope they'll add this at some point. Maybe they will. That would be smart. Because then you can leave it plugged in and it's going to know to shut itself off because the phone controls the charging, right? So, yeah. Don't buy the 45-watt charger, especially because it costs literally double the amount of money, which is also insane to me. I feel like for that amount of money, you could back... Oban uh, Space Racer. Oh, wait, it's more than double. It's $49.99 instead of $19.99. Yes. That's, that's, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, screw this. Don't buy that. That's like a 150% markup. <laughs> my for, God. For a four-minute difference. Don't you want that? Don't you want that? No, you don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes you me don't. a bit angry. Not that much, but just a bit and again it's just hilarious to me um i'm numb inside to the abuses of capitalism for i've lived with them my entire life yay <laughs> okay we're gonna head into a break now and then do topic number four but actually i think that's gonna be the longest topic potentially Welcome back from the amazing ad. Maybe, maybe it was a bad ad. I don't know. Who can say? All I can say is look forward to the bloopers. Tired Silence oh, oh, strikes oh. again. And <laughs> Tired Silence too, I guess. Yeah. Topic number four, though, is Dish says its 5G build out is going great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Remember when. This is going to make sense in like when I read this. Remember when we were signing up for a new phone plan and you considered options from four major wireless carriers who don't? This is actually we should say this, this is a US thing. If you have if we have listeners from outside the US, this is not going to be that applicable. Yeah, see, the US is like really fucked when it comes to service providers of all kinds. They've basically set themselves up with little fiefdoms across the United States, doing the bare minimum to meet the legal definition of not being a monopoly while still being as close to one as they possibly can. Now, I'm going to read the article. Remember when you were signing up for a new phone plan and you considered options from four major wireless carriers? You don't? At least not if you 
were shopping around in the last couple of years. In the US, we only have three major carriers, while Dish Network is in the process of building what is supposed to be a fourth option. That's the agreement that was reached in the wake of the T-Mobile and Sprint merger. Hmm. And the company is... I need to zoom in on this. I'm getting confused with lines of text. The company is running up against a federal communication abode requirement to cover 20% of the population by June 2022. Yes, that's what I'm going to read now. And the company is running up against a federal communications commission imposed requirement that covers 20% of the population by June 2022. So, how's that going? Just fine, according to Dish, even though its 2021 Q4 earnings call didn't paint the rosiest picture of its current state. Chairman Charlie Ergen spoke with his typical candor about recent visits to Las Vegas, where Dish has been testing its new 5G network among family and friends since November. Ergen remarked that when it works, it works pretty well. And he- <laughs> And he went on to clarify that the company is still optimizing the network. The parts that work well are the optimized bits, and the issues remain and, and issues remain where it hasn't been optimized. The company stands by its commitment to the June deadline and will uh, and says that it will expand access to the Vegas network in the coming weeks. After that, hmm. twenty-five major metro markets will be part of the of the broader deployment, working toward the ultimate goal of covering 70% of the US population by 2023. With the shaky statements given today and its poor track record in 2021, it's fair to say there's some there is some shadow some wait, oh shadow, okay. It's fair to say there's some shadow of doubt cast over Dish's ability to hit that deadline. So I mean to say the very least like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> that, oh, that line, where was it again? When it works, uh, it works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a phrase you'd love to hear. Like, a bulletproof vest, when it works, it works pretty well. <laughs> that's not a good thing to say. No. That's a horrible thing to say. No, but it's like, that's so encapsulated, like the American business ideology of just move fast, break things, ask forgiveness instead of permission, or get permission and then break the promise, hoping the punishment is not as bad yeah. as the profits you've made. Wow. Like, it's so, and that is true, like that last part. So often, the punishment for them is inferior to like the what's it profit they made essentially just making it into a fine for doing business it really really sucks sometimes because like america just like fails to like punish like big businesses in the way it needs to and there's left to worse and worse consequences as time moves on so um just to clarify what what happened in this whole story the um, T-Mobile and Sprint merged. Well, I guess T-Mobile bought Sprint for like 
reasons of like 5G and stuff like that. They just wanted more frequencies, which Dish, uh, not Dish, which uh, Sprint had. And because sometimes the government works, um, some alarm bells went off because this would decrease the, the, the number of carriers that you have in the US. And that's not mm. a good thing. So this thing happened, which I think is not a good idea because it never seems to work out, which is well, T-Mobile and Sprint agreeing, no, not Sprint, T-Mobile and Dish agreeing to like building up Dish as a new carrier to combat the fucking loss of Sprint. Um, Basic idea, very good. Execution? (laughs) No. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. And, you know, they probably won't even get the FCC punishment they should. Probably just be turned into a sap and risk, because American law is a joke. It's meant to prevent people from inflicting harm upon, like, the bourgeois, you know, the upper class, not keeping them in line. Uh, So... In that, well, the tight the headline makes sense now because the headline was Dish says it's five G bill that is is going great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it makes sense uh, now after we've talked about this. After we've good, read the that's article, that's a good headline. I don't. I am. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with uh, Dish if they actually pull this off. But it, I, I agree with the article. It doesn't look. Uh, it doesn't have the best outlook yet. <laughs> if they're testing it in one city in like specific areas yeah, I imagine it like it's like this at like the beginning of the year corner. they're supposed to have it done by you know it's like um yeah. you might have left this go a little late I know there was like a pand. oh they're probably gonna cite the pandemic in a lawsuit oh, to try and get an extension oh god damn it I'm I am, I just imagine it like you have the chairman Charlie Erg like running around in 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 Las Vegas and it's like some like two engineer dudes, two whatever telecoms engineers are called. I don't know the real term for that job. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, so if you if you stand right here in this spot, we'll have to wait until the rain stops. It's like slightly raining right now the signal gets blocked now and if you stand right here and you hold your phone in this very specific direction then you will make a connection and it's going to be really awesome but don't move because it's going to break (laughs) and to be clear that specific spot is going to be up like a a telephone pole literally like on a platform next to the fucking pole Yeah, yeah. We don't know what the location is, but that's a funny imagination. Yeah, and also to be clear, it's not like at the pole, it's at specific points near the pole. You're too close, too far away, too high up, too high, uh, too low down. It won't work. You kind of have to just randomly move about and wait till you find a strong enough signal and hold that for dear God. Now, I'm saying this as if it's like a funny impossible joke but like if you look at 5g there's different wavelengths right of of waves and or or, i'm gonna say different types of 5g different parts of 5g and millimeter wave is 
where you can get really fast speeds. You can get like fiber speeds. You can get gigabit kind of download and upload speeds. Really, really fast. But the problem is millimeter wave literally gets blocked by a human hand. So <laughs> it's like genuinely a thing where uh. most like tech podcasts and stuff that I listen to, they're like not even convinced it's like uh, actually real. I mean, it is, but like in that case, you literally have to stand in like one specific corner in New York City to get millimeter wave. And if you turn around and like hold your phone weirdly, it's just going to completely stop. Like, you can be like, wow, I can download fucking, I don't know, next fucking Call of Duty game on my on my phone for some fucking reason, which you can't do, but imagine I mean, you could do that. You could do it with if your router's acting up for some reason, you know. Yeah, you could download it in like five minutes, except, oh no, you had to sneeze and you moved your phone. Well, fuck, it's stopped now and you have to redo it again. <laughs> There's like actually a real issue with millimeter wave, which you can only fix if you put little mm-hmm. millimeter wave boxes on every single street corner, essentially. And at that point, I'm like, so, is that even worth it? Do you really need like six gigabits, fucking two gigabit, whatever, download and upload speeds on a phone? Maybe for other things, but like, not really. I mean,. American Wi-Fi infrastructure is so bad, that might be the fastest internet speed they have access to. Like, oh boy, that's but a whole it, other this thing. Is even, like, that's even way faster than what you need, like, at home. I mean, what people have at home is no longer sufficient to the modern needs in America. Most people need, like, way more, and they have, like, three, uh, what's it, uh, not gigabyte, but uh, megabyte download speeds. It's maddening. Well, I don't know the actual speeds, but like you don't need gigabit speeds at home. It's nice to have it, but like you're going to be fine with 250 megabits, 100 megabits, 500 megabits, things like that. You don't need gigabits and not even more than one gigabit. That's insane. That's like what businesses pay for. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, if you want to do, I don't know. 34k live streams at once from your phone you can do it with millimeter wave <laughs> that's an exaggerated example <laughs> it's hilarious though seeing these demos as like demos of like youtubers explaining this showing this and oh. then, and, and and they're like explaining how you have to hold it this weirdly because it's just <laughs> it just looks so weird like okay this is great except when you move okay which with a mobile phone, you are just doing ever so infrequently. It's literally like, called a mobile. Whenever you have a mobile phone on you, you know you're standing perfectly still, never going anywhere, never doing anything, completely motionless, yeah. and thus you will get the best <laughs> Wi-Fi signal. Imagine you're imagine you're standing in that spot. You've got the internet connection, and then somebody like calls you on Discord. You hold your phone up to your ear, and it's like, whoa, fuck, connection lost. Well, that's it. (laughs) That's also funny. Well, I hope, I wish all the best of luck and skills and, I don't know, technology and money to to dish. I hope this pans out because more options is always better. But I have low expectations. (laughs) 
<laughs> As you should with American companies, they'll always succeed your lowest expectations and find a way to go even lower. And with that, I believe that's everything for today's podcast. Yes. Thank you yes, very is. much, everybody, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. If you really liked the episode, then you can go into Apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to podcasts, and you can give us a rating. That Don't forget to comment as well. Good. That's a help. That's a huge help. Yes, write a review. Um, we are on a new platform. We are on Reason, which I mm. like pretty much. Reason.fm is small, but I like it. I don't think it has automatic podcast downloads, or at least I haven't figured it out. But yeah, that's a new link in our link tree. So check that out. Very it's cool. like a social podcasting thing. You can like have host accounts and stuff. Maybe Sod should get an account there. I don't know. Ooh, it's like social media combined with podcasts. It's like mm. a good idea, I think. Potentially, at the very least. Solid execution for the most part, except for the app. I listened to a thing once and it was like, I couldn't pause it. And I was like, why? So yeah, pretty small app. Maybe go check it out. If you like, um, give us a subscription. If you listened this far and you aren't a subscriber yet, um, as well as at uploading pod on Instagram and uh, Twitter, follow that. Check out the link tree with all the social medias in it too. You can also check out my link tree and yes. uh, give me either a follow or a subscription or both <laughs> on what I'm primarily active right now. Sod Passion Gaming on YouTube and Twitch. You can also find me on Twitter at Passion Sod. Be a huge help if you gave me follows there and like some videos and whatnot. Thank you very much, not only for that, but yet again for listening to this, uh, this eccentric, shall we say, a podcast. <laughs> and I have things too at Watch Silas TV. Or mm. if you use Trovo, my account there is Silas TV. If I do live streams, it's going to be on Trovo. I don't do live streams right now, but if I do, it will be there again. Yeah, I have a link to you too. That's also in the description. All of our social medias are there. Check it out, and we will talk to you again next week. For some reason, I have the song from Marco Hoyt-Bigger's show, Sweet Transvestite from Transylvania, playing in my head, and I don't know why. I am very tired. That is very Goodbye. random. Hopefully we'll get a laugh. That is really random. Uh, and that's what this podcast is. Indeed. Thank you for listening, and have a good rest of your day. Okay, we're going to head into a break now and then do topic number four. But actually, I think that's going to be the longest topic, potentially. We'll have to see. I'm very tired. See you after the break. <laughs> Enjoy a good wink. <laughs> oh, rubbing one out. Like, you know, being progressive and all. Supporting everybody finding the pleasure. I'm, I'm very tired. We'll have to cut that out. Because you've heard in fuck, a fucking like an Aldi ad or something. Yeah, insane.
Wow. <laughs> uh, oh my god, to make us our own sale at Tesco's. Fuck. Gotta masturbate now. <laughs> That's gonna be the fucking blooper for this episode. Holy shit. Yes. That's interesting. Okay. Don't masturbate to the thought of those ripe savings. But you have to make sure you're explicitly telling yeah. everybody at the supermarket you're doing it because of the tomatoes. Like, you know, if a kid's passing by, they may get some wild ideas about what you're doing. Could get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Red balls. Oh, oh God. 